Welcome to another edition of Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. My name is Stacey Vanskank. I'm Elizabeth Hull. I'm Cindy Walker. And I'm Kim Hairstead. We're excited for today's podcast. We have a great topic you're going to find very, very, very exciting and interesting. With us today, we have Andy Lyons of Lyons Law and Title. Andy is an attorney locally in the Pasco County area and a personal friend of mine. Um, I refer all of my business to him whenever I have an opportunity because you'll learn through this podcast just how knowledgeable he is and how much he really looks out for the borrowers and helps the consumers. So we're just going to open up with questions, Andy, and just going to start plowing away with you. Sounds great. I hope I can live up to that intro. Thank you. Okay, Andy, what can you kind of explain the difference to us of what um, NOC, liens, encumbrances, like what are they? What can be done to prevent last minute issues that can affect the closings? Absolutely. Notice of commencements, we're seeing that a lot lately where there's liens against the properties, they weren't discovered up front, but they're coming down to the 11th hour and it can cause delays in the closing. You hit it on the head. It's the 11th hour that's the issue. So you just need to get ahead of this stuff. When we run title searches, it's immediately when a contract comes in. But you've also got to run a municipal lien search, and you've got to check for open notices of commencement. And then you've got to go on what I call the find the contractor expedition to find a contractor to release the notice of commencement. This all takes time. Um, So the importance is it's all there. There's none of it is a secret. None of it should pop up last minute ever. Um, the, the reason it comes up last minute is because it didn't get looked at until last minute or it didn't get ordered until last minute. The trick is really to get ahead of these things. And if you know you've got a rush deal coming, you got to be on top of that title company to make sure that, you know, hey, you know, you guys make sure the title's clear. There's no open notice of commencement. We've got to get all that stuff closed. Um, but those things prevent closings. That's the problem. They hold up closings. There's times too when there's other, uh, other than a notice of commencement, which is filed typically by, I'll give you an example, a roofer. When they started doing the work on the house, they filed a notice of commencement of work, but they never closed it and they probably were paid, but it's still out there. So that's an issue. So we've got to get that closed. Um, Sometimes we find judgments. We find these odd judgments that they've got credit card judgments, medical debt, sometimes IRS stuff. And that's going to pop up, especially in refis, when you're saying, okay, well, we need to stay in first position here. If we do this, these other things actually jump above us. So you've got to watch from a title perspective um, to either make sure you include those amounts and pay them off, or you get subordination agreements uh, to keep those still below you in the chain of title. But the real trick to all this stuff is just getting ahead of it. It's just doing your homework quickly um, uh, as soon as a deal comes in. Um, and most of it can be headed off. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so you, as a as a firm, you guys research the notice of commitment, commencements up front to determine, like, any if there's any liens, you, you determine all that up front when you do your title search. Not all title companies or law firms do that, I'm finding. That's, yes, that's kind of the beauty of having an attorney title backed, an attorney backed title companies because it's all in house. So when we run into issues, I get to call someone as an attorney. I get to write a letter as a law firm 
Um, I get to solve problems. They're not going to, you know, likelihood, you know, hide from us. Um, uh, but I'm also able to do things. I can draft affidavits. I can solve title issues that a title company can't do because it's the yeah, unauthorized. It's yeah. So um, it's just about finding creative solutions to make deals happen, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Um, um, and what I've also found is, you know, there's this expression that the young lawyers know the rules, but the old ones know all the exceptions. And I'm beginning to learn that. Andrew. Oh, okay. Well, we're not telling your age, but we appreciate what you're saying. We love a good loophole, Andy. Yeah. Learn to find ways around stuff um, as a real way to solve some problems. And, and that's, that's just 25 years of practicing law talking probably right there. But, awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So Andy, um, a question on when you're looking at a, um, a closing disclosure statement and you see all these different charges like for um, Florida Form 9 or riparian rights and stuff like that. Can you explain a little bit what those things are? So there are endorsements on policies. You're talking about title endorsements on some certain policies that have what I'm going to call some weird things attached to them. Um, um, most of the time, what we're talking about are some standard things that can be taken off, and you should insist that those come off the title policy. Riparian rights is a perfect example. Unless it's waterfront property, there's no riparian rights issue. If it's landlocked, um, then there can't possibly be a, a riparian rights issue, um, because that typically deals, when, when I think riparian rights, I think of docks, right? You can think of waterfront all you want, and, how much do you have? The dispute comes down to docs. They've got their own separate agreements and it's just a mess. Uh, but that touches on riparian rights because that stuff goes into the water. Um, so there are endorsements on policies that are there for a reason if the property qualifies as having those issues. Uh, but for the most part, they don't. Um, and you should be able to remove a lot of the standard exceptions from the policy. Andy, hi, this is Elizabeth. And, you know, people love to come down here to Florida and buy second homes and love, you know, we've got a lot of rivers and, uh, you know, out of the way kind of places. And some of those homes are on what they call private roads, <coughs> which can cause a bit of an issue for title and an issue for us on uh, the mortgage end. So can you tell us a little bit about what are private roads and how can we add easements on title uh, which will delete the need for a private road if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have one? Um, that's a great question. The private roads are, are, are typically a nightmare. So they're a nightmare to be avoided. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, amen. We know. Uh, but, but, and, why, and why do I say that? What do I mean by that? Well, all right. Why do we have a private road agreement? If you have a property that is what we call landlocked, there is no road, public road that runs or private road, let's say, but a county road of some kind that runs in some way adjacent to some side of that property, it's considered landlocked. And we need to have what's called ingress and egress, the way in and the way out to a piece of property. And when Florida get, you know, got divided up, there were big tracts of land and there were big property owners. And as they divided up their properties, they've got property lines that run next to each other and they created these private road agreements. Um, where these get messy is this. In, in, in essence, it's fine. It's really just an easement. 
the west 10 feet of my property and the east 10 feet of your property, create a 20-foot strip that runs between them. Um, and then we've got private road agreements to say who's going to maintain it, who's going to pay for it to be fixed, um, you know, who, who has rights to expand it or not expand it. So it can get complicated in those agreements. But what you run into from a lending standpoint is a survey. And the surveyor comes out and the survey finds this and it pops up on a survey. There's some FHA ways around that, actually, as, as I know uh, Stacy discovered recently. Um, um, conventional loans will be more of an issue with those, but typically, as long as your buyer is understanding what they're getting, because they understand they're buying this with this private road agreement, they may be okay with it being an exception to the policy. Your underwriter may not. Your underwriter may say, yeah, that's fine for your buyer, but on your mortgagee policy, on your lender policy, we got to cover the whole thing. And there's this, this, this document that's out there. So if, if you run into that, those things can be made acceptable to an underwriter. It may just require an easement agreement or a private road agreement or something done so that that satisfies the requirement on that. Um, but those are complicated and expensive and we try to avoid having to do them. Uh, but they, that's where that comes up and it's probably coming up in some of your deals. So just another reason to make sure you're working with a title attorney like yourself who has lots of experience with these type of things. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because you really want to know how to read a survey too, right? right? I right. mean, you need to be able to, you know, a title company is just going to take a survey in and, you know, not necessarily look at it. I mean, they're supposed to, but there's a survey exception, which basically says, hey, buyer, you saw the survey. There is a survey. It says what it says. But there's title issues associated with that. I, I have to check a boundary. Right. I have to check uh, encroachments. I have to check, you know, certain things and, and, and know what you're looking at uh, as well. So, um, yes, I think if you have a deal where there are those kinds of things, that's really something to pull in probably a, a, a real estate attorney's eyes just to make sure that it's going to pass muster with your underwriter. Or if there's a way to appease your underwriter is really what we're after. Yeah, and this is something I think we could address more up front as lenders and real estate professionals. Yeah. Real estate professionals, when they're writing the contract, they need to be going to public records and checking to see what's showing. Mm -hmm. We exactly. need to be doing the same thing when we get a contract just to, to you know, address the issue, possible issue up front. You know, title companies, they're going to they're gonna immediately, when they get the title order, should be looking to see if it's a private road and getting the survey from the seller. Yeah, you know, I had a closing last week. I was just blown away. She never went over the survey, handed her an 8 by 10 piece of paper that was a copy of a copy of a copy of the survey. Never described anything. Didn't go over it. Didn't have an original. I, I was just, I stopped the closing. <laughs> because the, people have to know, just like you said, there could be encroachments on the property. There could be changes to I'm policy. surprised it got that far. I know. Yeah, I was really surprised yeah. too. But because yeah. most reputable companies wouldn't accept a survey like that, they'd be like, you know, they're basically, you know, saying, okay, well, this is okay as long as you're okay with this and we're okay with this. There's no encroachments, no easements. It looks good. Yeah. yeah, it's never a problem till it's a problem, and they park a bulldozer, and you can't get your way to your driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then hello, did you look at your survey? Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Now, it's, it's always the gate. They put up the gate all of a sudden. And, oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, how do I get in? And the, and the gate the gate just comes out of nowhere. We don't know who put it there. It's just magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, Andy, I absolutely, you know, because we are personal friends, I've known Andy for many, many years, and I love Andy's stories. I mean, they blow me away. They I bet. We need to go to happy hour so, with Andy. I'm I sure he could, <laughs> he could definitely feel Fill us in on some interesting stuff. It will make you laugh. (laughs) And one of his Miatas. But Andy, I just want to end this podcast. I want you to share this super amazing success, great story that you recently have. And, you know, we want to tell everyone about what could come up and how you are able to overcome obstacles and problems. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I just had, I just, I don't know. I do what I do and sometimes it works out really well. This is one of those times I have, um, a, uh, a client who came to me who, um, uh, you know, uh, was having some issues and was having some problems. Um, and what they couldn't do is get their head around the fact that they needed to move. And they came to me and there was a foreclosure sale date scheduled for Tuesday. Um, this is a Friday. They're coming to me on a Friday. On Tuesday, there's a foreclosure sale date scheduled. Monday, um, Monday is July 4th. Oh, oh of course. Lovely. So we took it from contract to close in one day and stopped the sale and got him a post-occupancy agreement so he could stay there for a little while, a couple more months until he got himself out. It was all, all teams were working here. It was a full court press from everybody. I have 17 people working in the law firm. I think everyone. Wow. Was wow. That oh my day. Um, but we got it done. Um, and uh, it was really very proud of that, proud to be able to help somebody that was really in a tough wow. spot. And to do it was the impossible. There was a loan involved. We had to close a loan on that too. That wasn't a cash deal. So oh my um, God. it was it was a lot to do. But I was most impressed with my team. More 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 than me. It's all of the people that make it so incredible. Um, they just their hearts in it and they're gonna get it done and their focus is getting deals done. So um, it was a great a great day and a, a great success story leading into the July 4th weekend. So I'm sure a lot of people wow. come to you getting foreclosure notices and some of them, some of them probably are expecting it or aware, but I'll bet you there's a lot of people that have no idea, right? have no idea how they got there, why they got there, thought they were making the payments. So, I mean, it's highly recommended someone talk to a An title attorney, attorney yeah. before throwing your hands in the air. Cause I'm sure a lot of times you find bank mistakes, don't you? And save the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I fight foreclosures for a living. I fight them to win. Um, You know, part of what I do, too, though, is save the homes. I've got a whole modification department of the law firm dedicated to saving these homes. So um, and part of that may be working with a lender to refinance them out because there's so much equity in the property nowadays. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. we try to find whatever creative solution we can to the problem. But, yeah, people should not give up. Um, We're going to find a way or at least try. Um, to save the home if they want to save it. If they want to sell it, that's fine. Well, maybe they need more time. Um, most folks want to keep them, right? They, they just got behind and something sure. bad happened and, and, you know, life comes up and, and we just try and right the ship for them. So um, I'm starting to see an increase in the filings. There's more foreclosures being filed again. Wow. Is really? 
I was wondering. So that's interesting, though, that you can help. So if if someone's finding themselves in a bind and they um, can reach out to you possibly to modify their loan if they feel like they're struggling keeping payments up, you have a whole department that is geared towards that. Yeah, I call them the mod squad. All they do is process (laughs) modifications all day. Um, Wow. they just beat their heads against the phone and the computer trying to get underwriting to admit that they've got what we sent in. That's actually what they actually do. Um, uh, but uh, it's a process. Those banks make it I difficult bet. on purpose so that you give up, I think. I think that most people will just pull their hair out and say, I've sent it in six times and no one will talk to me and I give up. Um, mm. And then the bank gets their way. Then they get all of their money and they force a sale. Um, so the idea, of course, is to try and find issues uh, to, to make them change their mind or their tune a little bit and try to work with the folks to keep it home. That is a fantastic story, Andy. Thank you very much. Now, I hope most of your clients give you a little bit more notice than, what, 24 hours yeah. in that particular <laughs> case. You know, I know a lot of people do the ostrich and put their head in the sand, but the quicker they get a hold of someone yeah. like you, um, <clears throat> the more time they have to be able to help themselves. So what a fantastic story. He's Lions. He's the king. Yeah. See, that's, I love the name. Yeah, yeah. Too. that's awesome. We're going to have a little baby club. That's oh. it. We're going to put your contact information because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people finding themselves in situations. You know, we're, we're having economic issues lately, you know, talking about recession, all, all these topics coming up. So it's good to know that there's someone like you that can help people that are finding themselves in a bind. Yeah, yeah we really appreciate your time today, Andy, and we know you're super-duper busy. Our purpose was really to spread the word out there to people how to avoid last-minute hiccups, what to look for, why a title company, and even more importantly, a title attorney's office is the way to go and identify up front. Don't just be like, well, I don't care who. Right. You should care who, whether you're the seller or the buyer or the real estate professional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't like last-minute drama. No one wants last-minute problems. We all want to close on time. So we wanted to address some things that we have seen come up recently. So thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. So that wraps it up for this edition of Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like for us to discuss, please email us at mortgagechicks at vandykemortgage.com. And don't forget to listen to us where you listen to your favorite podcasts. And please follow us on Facebook at Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. You can also follow us on YouTube at Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.